Welcome to Real Talk, uh, Real Talk for Real Estate Investors. Uh, my name is Erica, and I work with Independence Property Management as the Assistant Property Manager. And this is Kath, our leasing agent. And um, this is podcast number 66. So it's all about um, how to lease a property and how to scan for residents. So it's going to be a great time talking and uh, so great. I do want to, before I start off, I have a shirt on. It says, do all things with kindness. And I picked it out for a reason. It's because Kath honestly does everything with kindness and she's awesome and she's very kind and I really respect her for everything that she's doing. So welcome Kath. Thank you, Erica. Thank yeah. you for that very wonderful introduction. <laughs> yeah. My pleasure. Well, it's easy to say nice things about you. That's for sure. <laughs> well, awesome. Kath, how long have you been in real estate and how long have you been leasing? Well, I've started with Independence two years ago. So this is my first real estate company. And at first, yeah, I was hesitant working at real estate, but then when I got into independence property management, everyone around me helps me um, overcome that doubts. So I don't want to leave this um, uh, independence property management <laughs> anymore. <Yeah>. That's <laughs> crazy <great>. stuff. <laughs> yes, yes, we got her. <laughs> got her again. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, great. So how do you determine when you're kind of working on leases and all this different stuff? How do you determine the the lease length, the term? Is it 12 um, months? Yeah, for independence, most of our leases, we have a minimum of 12 months lease. So uh, the first, uh, but if they renew when they're already with us for 12 months and they would like to renew, we have a contract of month to month. And six months lease as well. Okay, so we don't really do any kind of like two year leases very often, or uh, two year leases. It's very seldom. It depends if the owner requested that one. Uh, okay, very cool. That's awesome. So it's not typical to like start off leasing with more than twelve months, though, right? Yeah, because most of the time um, we're going to follow the market rent for the property so most of the time market rents are increasing or decreasing every year or every six months or so oh, okay so that makes especially right now with how everything's going and uh, all that stuff so great well that's good to know thanks for sharing with us about that so what if our wonderful tenant has a beloved animal. How do you determine the pet limitations if you will allow a pet in a property or not? For allowing pets on the property, normally we ask the owners input on this one. Most of our owners are agreeing to have pets on the properties, but we have limitations. So we only limit two animals. So it's either cats mm -hmm. or dogs or cats and dogs. And then it's just, we don't have breed restrictions as long as they follow the, uh, the pet rules that we're going to send them. And then we also have a pet sanitation fee that they must need to pay that's an unrefundable. And then we, only, we also have a pet rent every month for each pet. Hmm. What, uh, what's the purpose of the pet, pet rent just for... Damages? For the pet, yeah, uh, most of the time, because if you do have a pet and um, 
sometimes <laughs> you you can't say that those pets are really um would just like stay on one side or one place of your house so sometimes they scratch us off some carpets walls or anything so it helps us get funds for the maintenance for the property okay that makes sense well that's good that we kind of uh preactive or preventive on that side that's great um, so how do you determine if you'll allow like Section 8 or housing vouchers in a property, like if we're going to work with that? Uh, for Section 8 vouchers, I normally ask the owner if they would like to work with Section 8. Most of our owners are very open with working with Section 8 vouchers. Um, and then uh, if they agree on having a Section 8 uh, tenant on their property, that's the time we can advise the tenant or the applicant that, yes, we do accept Section 8 for this particular property. Mm -hmm. What is the benefit of accepting Section 8 or housing vouchers? How does that help? Oh, there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot because um, they pay in bulk. Mm -hmm. <laughs> then uh, they also sometimes they pay um, twice the deposit. So it's a win for us. And most of the time, what they are helping are really the people in need of uh, a, a house or a property. Sometimes some of them are from um, abusive relationships that would like to get out of and start a new life. Sometimes there are people that they are helping. Um, uh, their house got caught on fire and they need a new house. And they will help uh, those Section 8 or the voucher program helps them to find um, one for them. So the benefit for this one, we get benefits for us uh, on my end as leasing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so my timeline for the leasing, it shortens for the for the benefit of the owner. Uh, since the, the leasing timeline shortens, they will get um, uh, rent payments already on their end without waiting for too much or too long for the property. Mm -hmm. That's cool. That's really great insight. Is there any kind of negatives that you've noticed with it that is like, eh, this makes it harder a little bit? Um, well, I don't think it's a negative side. It Sometimes uh, before Section 8 or the voucher program pays us with their rent or deposit or anything, or they put the tenant on that one, they provide us a list of items that we may need to uh, fix on the property. Well, that's not the negative side on us because it will help us uh, provide a much better uh, property or home for the tenant. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it also gives us um, space for us to like uh, see that this is what we've missed because we also need some other set of eyes to see <laughs> what other items are needed. That's and true. yeah, it helps us a lot as well. Mm -hmm. It also helps keep the resident kind of accountable a little bit more too because if they want their rent paid for, they have to do so much so yeah. to keep their property in good condition and things like that. So that's there's a good amount of benefits to doing it. Yeah, but I know that's not our main way to rent is not through Section Eight. It's just kind of like an additional thing that we'll do every once in a while. Yes. Um. So can you tell us more about? Um, if a resident is paying their rent late, if there's like the rent fees, um, is there a grace period percentage of the rent? Is that a part of the thing? Like percentage of the rent is the rent? The late fee? Yeah. 
Well, we have late fees for all of our properties. Well, it depends. Um, it ranges from $25 to $75. Hmm. So uh, our due date for the rent is every first of the month. So uh, as soon as they started signing the lease agreement, they they know that they, the rent should be paid on the first. So the grace period, mostly we can give them like three days. And then, but the main thing here is the open communication. So as long as the resident um, let us know what they're going through uh, that time or that month, we are very, very kind <laughs> to give them a um, time frame for them to pay the rent. We also give them like uh, payment arrangements to help them uh, pay the rent um, for that particular month. Okay, that's great. My that's great that we do that for people. So, yeah, well, you, you, sorry. Oh, what were you gonna say? <laughs> you know, we care a lot for a resident. So, yeah, we really do. That's why I'm thankful you're one of the first people I contact because you show a lot of care. <laughs> That's awesome. I think the rest of the team does as well. So, yeah, it's good. You said it off right though. So when it comes for like, you know, kind of establishing the new relationship with the resident, um, you know, you kind of have to share with them what to expect, you know, like what is their responsibilities, you know, regarding like utilities, lawn care, snow removal. How do you kind of start that conversation off um, or do you get any pushback regarding it? Uh, well, not really. Well, thankfully. Yeah. <laughs> so it depends. So we do have lots of properties. We have single family units, we have apartments, duplexes, and so on. <laughs> yeah. <a lot>. So <laughs> for a single family, uh, I, I always let them know that the lawn care, snow removals are their responsibility. Mm -hmm. uh, for utilities, it will always be um, the tenant's responsibility. Um, even if it's a duplex or a multifamily unit, as long as uh, the meters for the utilities are separated for each unit. But if we have uh, a unit that has a sharing meter for electricity and gas, we place in an additional um, utility package on top of their rent. So they don't need to go or call the utility provider and put the the utilities under their under their name, mm -hmm. but most of the time, and this is um, this is for all of our properties, water always stays at the owner's name. So there will always be an additional fifty dollars charge on top of their rent. Well, that's every month, but it pays for not just water, but it also pays for sewer and trash as well. And that's for all of the properties. Yeah, most of oh. the properties. Uh, I think. 90% of our properties because sometimes if the properties are shared meters, um, we, we just combine them uh, for uh, water, sewer, trash, gas, and electric. We just provide them a utility package. But most of the time, it's always be it's always a separate meter or it's always a additional $50 for water for the properties. Oh, okay. That's good. So then the... Any kind of overages that gets charged to the resident as well. Yes, and it is uh, well written under lease agreement. Yeah, very well written. <laughs> <laughs> they won't have any questions about that. 
Yeah. That's cool. At what uh, stage do you tell them about that? Is it before they sign the lease or like as they're looking at the property? Um, as soon as they get approved. Oh, so great. once they get, once they filled out an application, we run the application for uh, one to two business days. And then uh, once they get approved, I explain to them everything. Uh, the rent, um, the utilities, uh, what's included if there are any appliances and then before because i tell them that you need to understand everything first before you sign anything or yeah. you pay as the deposit <laughs> oh my gosh that's so funny so since you kind of brought this up what um how do you screen an applicant how do you vet them to make sure that they're actually going to be good um instinct no <laughs> <laughs> you have your cath reader yeah. <laughs> is a good resident or not <laughs> no uh we use a third party called ntn so i send them the uh, the names and um they send us a background check and from there i check uh their uh credit history evictions um rental history and then also on our application form we have references we have past landlords um contact details so uh, once I received the NTN background check already, I run through it and then I call the references and I call the previous landlord to get some information for the tenant or for uh -huh. the applicant. And then from there, I establish a good relationship with the tenant or the applicant first. <laughs> <laughs> I listen to the sound of their voice, how they speak to us. <laughs> there you go. That's great. Yeah, that, that's helpful. You don't want someone causing a ruckus from the get-go and then run to them <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah and one thing i learned from uh, leasing is that you also need to um, take it from their uh uh emotions so if you feel like uh, they're really telling the truth like you can feel it if you're talking to someone even on the phone so if they're really telling the truth they you can can just you can just feel it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Aside from the background check and the facts. <laughs> yeah, you look at the okay, facts first. Yeah. <laughs> if it aligns up with what they're saying, I'm sure that is very helpful. <laughs> um, so what kind of like leasing tools do we use and what do we recommend when it comes to the leasing tools? Uh, leasing tools, we have a lot. We have a folio. We have... Uh, we also advertise on apartments.com. Um, Zillow, Trulia, so on. But the, the main names. thing, yeah, those big rental <laughs> websites. But the main thing that we are using is ShowMojo. So ShowMojo is a combination of our um, in um, sorry, uh, showing first um, the lockbox showing, the self showing tour. Plus, they also advertising us to fifty rental sites different rental sites and okay. then uh, sometimes you also use um the section eight website the afford the homes affordable homes sorry affordable <laughs> homes, yeah we're also advertising on that one and then for um before we place a, a property for rent we also determine the uh, the rent price of the property through uh we're using app folio and then we're also using rentometer for mm -hmm. uh, comparisons can you explain rentometer a little bit so rentometer you just have to place in the um, 
mm, the property address how many bedrooms how many beds square footage and then they, it will give you a, a 75th or 75 percent percentile for how much is the property is renting within that area Mm. So it will give you like uh, okay, so for this particular property, it should be renting for this amount, this amount. So from there, we can play with in the middle. So the median rent to the seventy-five percentile rent amount. So we can play on the middle of that one. Mm -hmm. And it helps if the place is like the unit is recently remodeled, or you know, some additions have yeah. been right. That helps us get yeah. into the seventy-five percent. Yes. Yeah, that's great. Very cool. Um, have you had any kind of success with like the rent signs, the yard signs that we put in the yard or uh, maybe you don't know. People aren't telling you. <laughs> yeah, we do. I, I do. Um, sometimes I get phone calls, emails, texts, um, inquiring about a certain property and they were like, no, I, I just drove by this, uh, the, this area and I saw the for rent sign. And I saw your numbers. I called this blah, blah, blah. And then from there, We'll get a prospect. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, one thing that I've also um, for our Fred properties, um, we have a distinct red door <laughs> yeah. on those properties that the renovations team is doing, and I think that kind of helps too for some of it because there have been like multiple times that we go to put like a lockbox on for the show mojo box and it says like because we've had renovation going on there we've had someone post a note being like hey i want to rent this yeah. so <laughs> red door helps a little bit like hey look yeah. at me <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's kind of our uh, trademark our signature <laughs> yes <laughs> they were like no the the one on this uh this particular street the one in the red door sometimes we have multiple properties on that street i was like um can you please let me know at address because we have <laughs> oh. <laughs> more, more properties with red doors in that area <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's lots of red doors sometimes i'm driving around and i see a red door and i'm like oh is that us <laughs> and i'm like yeah. that's not the right red never mind <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Um, we might have already kind of gone through this. This is kind of going back to the how to screen applicants. But um, how do you kind of like pre-qualify a prospect on the phone? Is it just your intuition again? Or is it... No. <laughs> if, if I base it on my intuition, everyone will be accepted. Oh. <laughs> I'm <laughs> glad we have reporting that no, you could do. <laughs> no, uh, um, just like the same, we run a background check. I pre-qualified them through um, the background check. And then we also have the qualification requirements. So um, they must meet the three times the rent amount for their income as a household. And then... There should be no felony conviction or eviction actions within the last five years. And then they should agree to 12 months lease as their minimum. Also, they should not be a smoker. Most of, uh, all of our properties are non-smoking areas, properties. Yeah, <laughs> then, so they just don't smoke inside though, right? Yeah, just don't do it inside. You can do yeah. it outside <laughs> on the street. <laughs> Yes, go ahead. Far away. <laughs> okay, and then um, 
if they pass that one, sometimes they would ask me um, before filling out an application, what are your qualification requirements? So that mm -hmm. is how I, I think I pre-qualify them. So when they pass, all of, we're not really hard on credit scores. Uh, imagine that we're not really hard on, <laughs> on that one. <laughs> as long as they can keep up with the monthly rent, we're really okay with that. What we're looking for is the eviction and mm -hmm. the felony. Because if you do have an eviction, of course, um, we might never know <laughs> if you're going to bail out on us again or not. <laughs> so, if they qualify for that one, they would uh, fill out an application. But um, that doesn't stop on filling out an application because they will still need to undergo the, the, the usual background check that we have. Because sometimes they tell us, no, I don't have any eviction on my name. But then the background check came in. We do have multiple <laughs> properties with Oops. eviction. So we need to call them one by one and then ask them. Yeah. It's good to know. So when you have those situations that someone applies for it, and then you see that they don't actually um, pass the background, how do you kind of break the news? Do you call them and talk to them? Do you like to email? No, I ghost them. <laughs> no, <laughs> just joking. <laughs> I was like, that. I almost got really nervous. I was like, if that's true, Kat, we're going to have a conversation after this. <laughs> <laughs> no, just joking. No, um, I tell to them that it's not them that was not, that was denied. It was their application that was denied. So I tell it to them um, over the phone that they will be receiving a, a letter from us. It's not actually in the mail, but I send it. I send it to them through their email. It's um, it's a denial letter for their application, um, mm -hmm. but there are um, explanation as to what denied their application. So for, um, it will tell them that they you got denied because of um, your rent income does not meet this one. Mm -hmm. um, you got an eviction in this one, and so on. But if they return to us uh, advising us that uh, I do have a co-signer, um, can you rerun the application on us? Well, we can possibly do that one, but the co-signer needs to go through the same application like them. Uh. So we can combine. If, if their denial is through rent income, they can have a co-signer. But the co-signer and the main applicant needs to have or needs to pass the um uh like the the income requirements yep the income requirements oh okay so if the resident has like past evictions and they're like but i want a co-signer you won't allow that because yeah because it's an eviction actually we're really hard on evictions on on <laughs> our properties good i think that's good <laughs> that's awesome um so do you i guess the notice that we do send them is that something that gets sent out like through the services that we use or is that something that you actually populate and like write out um we use the um we use fo or i use a folio for sending that notice oh, okay you, so mean you, just... the, you mean the denial letter or the acceptance letter yeah yeah we use a folio for that one Oh, okay, that's cool. Works out nicely. That's awesome. And then I guess it's the same process for like 
approving applicant then too, right? It wouldn't be anything different. Just like yes. for approving applicant, of course. Um, same thing. Um, I don't send them the, um, the approval letter, but I call them. And then I discuss the details of the property. If they would like to move forward, then yes, we've got a new tenant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, also, I think you will also be asking me if, for example, we have five approved applicants for a particular property. Yeah. So what will happen in that one? So the first applicant to pay to to place in the, the application, of course, that's the first one that we're going to process. If that first applicant still is interested and um, already paid the deposit, um, they get the property. Um, if I have five applicants for a particular property, I let them know that, hey, I received your application, but please be advised that you are the second in line, the third in line for um for the applicant so if in case the first applicants already uh, paid the deposit or like the property um that applicant will get that property so most of them well actually all of them really understand that one <laughs> the situation <laughs> it's very seldom that we have <laughs> someone i know we've had like one person get yeah upset but that's yeah. that's their problem they probably were having a hard time finding a place. <laughs> yeah. And well, uh, per talking to all of the applicants, they were telling me that it's really hard to find uh, a property to rent. So mm. do you think that because it's kind of hard to find a property rent that kind of like helps us in being able to have a good rent amount? So like it's good income for the owner. And then, yeah, sometimes it gives us. Uh, it's a good thing for us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's great. Well, do you have any other like tidbits or any funny stories from your job and what you've done? Yeah. Uh, a very funny story is that, well, I guess because the first point of contact with um, renting our property is through me. Mm -hmm. So every time they moved in, they like, Sometimes they have personal issues. They would like call me like, hey, I need your advice on this one. I'm getting divorced. I want him out of the property. Okay, so let's just talk for a while. <laughs> Sometimes they're crying over the phone. Sometimes they're just like sending me photos of random things. I don't know. <laughs> oh, so Kath is our leasing agent slash resident counselor. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I feel like I'm a counselor as well. <laughs> So funny how that happens. <laughs> well, you do a great job, Kath. Thanks so much for sharing with us your expertise of leasing. It's been really fun getting to learn from you. Well, awesome. Thanks, everyone, for listening in. And we always like to end these things with invest smart and live happy. Live happy. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Nothing on this show should be considered specific personal or professional advice. Please consult an appropriate tax, legal, real estate, financial, or business professional for individualized advice. Opinions and information on this show are not guaranteed. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss.